if you're not going to finish the journey, don't bother starting it because it's a difficult one. But mm. for me, it's the only way going into your pain. I think that's the way I see it is like, I didn't realize how much pain I had from my past that I hadn't dealt with. Like I was going through life, like working in IT and happy enough with the job and all that and mates and going drinking. And I wasn't like struggling too much, but then it was only when I took the time to travel, what you did as well. So it was when I was by myself, taking that quiet time by myself and really looking back at myself from an objective view, maybe. And mm. I started realizing all this shit started coming up then in them quiet moments mm. from my past where the little boy in me was, was not healed properly. And mm. I suppose through different experiences I've had, a lot of that stuff has come up and I've been able to look at it and face mm. it and kind of work through it and accept those parts of myself that I probably was trying to, I think I was an overachiever when I was younger. I was trying to achieve things and get the good job. So I'd be worthy of love, but I yeah. felt that I just had to come around to accepting who I was and that scared young boy in me. So, uh, and then yeah. as you talked about, I don't think a lot of people even realize the peace that comes after that, after you go through that. Mm-hmm. And like, as Daryl, he went down his path, he went to the, the bottom. But once he came out of that and through that and felt his pain and dealt with it, then that's where the real joy, the real, you can really love someone. You can really experience mm-hmm. pure joy and peace. And I think it's even more than happiness. It's just peace. I think it's what I've really found. I, 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 one of my mentors for a long time uh, was a Wexford hurler called George O'Connor, uh, who would have played uh, from the late 70s until the mid-90s when he finished his Roy of the Rovers career with an Ireland win, playing midfield uh, in the Ireland final. And George and George has 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 had his difficulties and had to face some of those demons as well. Uh, it's not it's not an easy life um, for he, the the role of the hero is not an easy tag, I think, to hold because I think sometimes you inherit people's own their their the broken promises of their past. Um, the things that they didn't honor in themselves they be, they begin to put on somebody else you know they put these people up on a pedestal and George was was one of those and that inevitably I think uh causes problems but he described it in a very simple but very lovely way that I've never forgotten uh he talked about this kind of line that we're in and you kind of oscillate up and down like this is happiness and this is sadness this is happiness and this is sadness and at some stage on that journey, like you, you're up and down, all of a sudden you go, boom, like you break that bottom line and you go down into all your, you go into the the dark waters, as they call it. But on the way up out of that, then you don't go back up into this little oscillation. You foom, like it goes back up here. The lines just evaporate. They're gone. The, the, the limitation of what you think is happiness is gone. And all of a sudden you come into this vast ocean of happiness that's, that's much that's much more sustain, much more life sustaining. You know, it just allows you to be in the world in a kind of a, in a much more balanced, but in a in a in a happier way. And yeah, so it, that 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 makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, that's an amazing way to put it. Actually, it's a great yeah. kind of analogy mm-hmm. for. It. We just wanted to kind of give people listening something to maybe, um, like a a book maybe that you'd recommend that maybe helped you on your journey or made you see things differently. Nostos by John Moriarty. Don't go near that one. <laughs> Don't go near it uh, until you're until you're ready. Uh, John Moriarty has, uh, f- 
I'd say maybe 12, maybe 10 or 12 books. And he also has a set of CDs called One Evening in Eden. There's 10 of them in it. And it amounts to about 10 hours or 12 hours of, of, of him just kind of freestyling about his relationship with his own wildness and with the wildness around him in the world. It's deeply, deeply philosophical and spiritual. It's certainly not everybody's cup of tea, but he has a book called Dreamtime. Uh, and he has another one called Invoking Ireland. And those two books are a, a step in um, to the world that he sees. I mean, when I came down to Kerry first, I was really struggling and I was on my own. I was living in a small house in Bally, in just past Ballyferreter uh, in a place called Ballancolla. And I, my phone didn't work down there. I had no car and I isolated myself way, way beyond what, what's healthy, I'd say. But I found Moriarty in that time and he gave me permission to see the world as I see it. To not, to not look for other people's interpretation of it, to not look for, to, to not bow down to, uh, to the scientists and the experts who say that it's this and it's that. He gave me permission to go out into it and to feel it and to see it and to observe it and to be with it in a way that allowed it, that the societal part of me that had been lassoed and that had been broken a little bit by society, he allowed those he allowed that noose to just fall away and to begin to see things a little bit clearer and a little bit more um a little bit more beautifully i suppose one of the one of the titles of three of those cds is called seeking to walk more beautifully on the earth and that there's an invite like there's an invite you know how light is your footprint um both ecologically, but also in your in your social relationships. How light, how beautiful can you be on the earth? Like you know, and if you have a role, if you, if you a predetermined or predestined role, or 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 a role that just unfolds in front of you that you have to play, can you play that role beautifully? You know, can you play it with grace and with poise? The there's a rejection, a wholesale rejection socially at the moment of anything to do with the the, the Catholic Church for obvious reasons there's a language associated with the church because it held uh it, it held the role of of the guardians of spirituality in this country for so long um that it's kind of the baby in the bathwater situation like it's all gone out he speaks in a in a, in a very in a very spiritual language that if you want to be lazy about it you can reject it if you want just to be okay, this is what the bandwagon says about the church, and shouldn't they molest the boys and sell the little sell the little babies? And sure, that's everything. Then I don't need to know anything more about that. Those things are tragedies, and and certainly in no way to be taken lightly uh, in terms of the Catholic Church. But that's the institution. What's behind it is not the institution. I'm talking about a man. This is a man. This is a man who was hearing hosannas in his last days, like the, the, the music of the universe, like he could hear it, he could hear it. He, is, he went to that place, he went to a different dimension of Ireland almost, and is writing from that dimension back to us to say, this is what it's like. Now, I mean, to know that, like to know that that's there, and, and, and all he's saying is, all he's saying is, is, is to go out into it is to go out into it and to not have a timetable, to not have to come back in, 
in an hour to get your dinner or whatever to head off for six or seven hours or six or seven days or whatever these like the the, the, the native indians used to do with the uh, that that's actually been been done again and will be done here again soon as well the um the journeys that they take out into into nature to find their spirit animal or whatever it is you know like that's obviously something that's quite prevalent for you fellas like you know where you would go on a, a vision quest and you would find your totem you would find your animal you would find your plant whatever it is um i mean that's again like it, it, and it's a phrase he uses is very often that's great news like that's that's the great news from west kerry today lads like there's there's people who've gone over into that dimension of ireland this magical magical landscape that we're fucking tearing apart on a daily basis by putting concrete something that doesn't breathe that there's no life in that you're putting it on top of this beautiful sacred ground i mean get away from that for a while and that is and you're right there that's been the great gift of 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 the lockdown mm-hmm. is that people have reconnected like people have gone back out into the wild places because they've had nothing else to do and they've had to do it because there's no people there and that's what you can do and it's been hugely beneficial to them and everybody who tells me that hunches their shoulders they all do the very same thing they hunch their shoulders like don't tell anybody but this has been great for me I've reconnected to myself. Really? I've reconnected to my kids. I've reconnected to the land around me. I've reconnected to my place. I understand my place again. And it's been magnificent for them. That's not to say there isn't suffering. Of course, there's suffering, but there's always suffering. Mm-hmm. There's always suffering. Like, But that doesn't mean everything should be, you know, that doesn't mean you can't still do those things. So that's what's happening. And I think as the, because there's been a kind of a full stop on a certain way of being, now it's ripe. Now it's ripe for what you're doing. The conditions are now ripe to say, right, let's charter a new way. Because I don't think we can, I don't anyway, personally, I don't trust the people who brought us to the place that we've come to. I just I just have stopped trusting them because they keep telling me lies and they keep saying things that sound good, but nothing ever really happens. So there's only so often, and you have to be quite gullible to constantly go back to the same place uh, that keeps telling you lies. Like, you know, it, it, you just, I, just, I just don't think it's realistic to keep doing that if you want to find some kind of um, balance in your life, you know? So that's been, that's been, that's been a huge, um, there's, there's a huge opportunity for what you're doing. Um, there's a huge opportunity for, for, for what I'm doing. There's a huge opportunity to bring people out who are maybe a little bit uncertain about dipping their toe in the lakes of Clarny to say, this is good, this is good news. And there is a way past, there is a way beyond that little small self who's afraid, the little unhealed child who's afraid. He can be taken by the hand and he can be led out into the wild places and those wild places will be medicine for him. And in the plants and in the animals and in the grass, they're all, there's medicine in all of that too. I, it, it, just, it, just in front of me here, Slonlos. Slonlos, the plant of healing. Cacher Vaughan, Dante de Leon. Healing. This is, this, this is, like, this is, we are surrounded by medicine. And what are we doing? Going into fucking chemists and buying a heap of drugs that we keep fucking taking more and more because that's what they do. They, they, they just shut stuff down and then it comes back in some other form, you know. But this stuff around us, like, okay, you need, you need to take a little bit more time. You won't heal in a day. It may take three days, but that's the natural way. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. So I'm tremendously hopeful that we're 
returning to that. And I hope, I only hope, and it's only a hope, that it's not too late to stem the tide of disconnection that we've had towards the natural world, you know? I love that. I love the way you put that. That's, yes, same as myself. I think it's mm-hmm. so important for us to get back to nature now. And myself and Daryl have been going into nature a lot as well. So definitely going to keep doing it more this summer. One thing we wanted to ask you, what's going on now with your retreats and stuff? It's a difficult one. Uh, Cormac, because every bone in my body wants to just start running retreats six months ago, mm. you know, to defy. I want to defy, like I do. I want to defy because I don't. I know there's, I know there's a disease. I understand the use of, 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 and the, the benefit of, of vaccines and those things. Like I understand that whole model, like that, and that's all very relevant uh, in some in some version of reality but i also feel that like it's 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 just time to uh to reconnect to something a bit little bit deeper um we have here a tool that is totally underused almost unused uh except for a very small number in the language that helps us to see like on that journey home that mariarty's talking about the signs are written in Irish. The signs are written Askaige. They have in them because it's because of the ancientness of the language, because of the roots of the language, the, the one that Sanskrit shares in India, because of the commonalities, uh, because of the resonances within the words, they are a medicine. They have they have direction in them for us. Now Again, you have to let go of this lazy mindset. And it not I don't mean that critically being lazy. I have it still in me as well. And it's a lazy mindset. This is the Mokanilak. Like, this is the, the prepositions and the pronouns of Irish that I can't seem to grasp. Or this is the, the tenses that I don't understand. Or this is the this is the, the shit feeling that I have when I speak to a kind or dukish, somebody down here who, who 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 speaks poetry at me and is telling me about their day, you know, and I'm left there with my broken, my 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 what is fine compared to what I'm from. Like I didn't have Irish growing up, like, and it's and it's and it's getting better all the time in some respects, but it's really ripe as well. I feel at the moment, um, Manicon McGann has just written an incredible book uh, called "There's Thirty Two Words for the Field." Uh, in Irish there are 32 words for the field in Irish depending on what's happening in the field and that's you see there's not a field is like an, in, an inanimate thing that's just a field like but in Irish if that field is fallow it has a word if that field has horse in it it has a word if that field has cows in it if that field had cows in it last year but doesn't this year there's another word for that and that's not people maybe you might feel kind of overwhelmed by that and it might trigger the old leave insert fear of Irish or whatever but what he's saying is like we can that's do you see what i mean when i said the keys to to nature it's like okay now i know infinitely more about that field based on one word now i know what i now i know the quality of the soil or now i know what's happened in that field over the last few years or whatever and that's 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 rife that is rife in the language that kind of that kind of descriptiveness that honors the field for what it is not as an uh, as an economic entity in my mind a piece of land 
Mm-hmm. Moriarty has a pheno- has a has a fantastic word, and this is this is the the brazenness of the man. Uh, he wasn't happy with landscape. He was going off out into 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 onto the mountains in Killarney or Connemara or wherever he was, and the landscape. He said this word kept coming up: the landscape, and the land is an economic entity that's that's where the word is the, the word the etymology is rooted in the notion of it being this like manageable economic entity and scape being within the, the your, your vision you know so the ability to see this this uh controllable economic entity so he wasn't happy with that word so he decided he needed a new word for it because that wasn't good enough and uh the word that he came up with was a tomophony. He decided that it was a tomophony. Now, tauma uh, comes from, I think it's a Greek word. Um, there's the epiphany, which is a wonder, and tauma being a kind of an unfolding, a continuous unfolding. So what he was saying was, I'm stepping out into a continuous unfolding of wonder. That's wow. not an inanimate thing. That is moving. That rock, as inanimate, inanimate as it seems, is something that is unfolding and has a movement in it and has and i'm going to allow for that in what i call it because what i call it allows me to see it that way and the language the irish language is the same it gives that kind of life you know now i know i've gone on a total and utter rant from a very simple question but it's really important to give a bit of context i suppose what we're what we're doing with the wild irish retreat is rewilding Oscoelga. um there's a few aspects to it one of them being men uh in like it's it's for it's for both obviously but i find working with men in it that we're very good shoulder to shoulder doing something Mm -hmm. uh and we've kind of we've taken that attitude to it we're not sitting down in front of each other trying to learn the tenses what we're trying to do is invite the language out so we start with a yoga nidra where there's you bring people down to a level of relaxation where we begin to address the healing that's required and how they see the language that, that that broken vision of it that they have from the leave insert and then we move into wild food foraging out on the rocks collecting the seaweed down with the rivers playing hurling matches collecting wild medicines wild plants making salves making creams uh that's the, the that's siobhan and and Karul who, who we work with uh that's their department more uh we play a game of, of hurling on the beach we go in for a swim in the sea afterwards we do yoga in the morning meditation in the morning to set our day all the food is organic and or, or wild um and it's really just a it's 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 a weekend of healing uh it's a weekend that's kind of that's what and we we do a sweat lodge uh a purification ceremony essentially on a saturday night where we we sweat and we sweat away things that we need to get rid of in order to invite things that we need in um and we do all that through irish and people think at the start of the weekend the terror oh god the poor unfortunates the terror but you've been such admiration for them because jesus like to put yourself in that position is not easy you know it's not easy to be to not be able to articulate to take two minutes to say something that should only take two seconds that's really difficult but they do it and there's a wide variety of standards you need to have some basis in the language you can't just come in with with nothing because there's nothing for you there it's it's an, an opportunity to rewild it's an opportunity to, to take a break and it's an opportunity to invite out of you what you need as opposed to thinking I have to bring in what I need it's 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 really honoring what's inside and to invite that out and the language is one of the ways to show that that's actually already there for you you know so we're we're going to do a retreat in Clare 
uh, on the 23rd. Uh, Carul, who we run them with, has a, a plot of land on the Burren that she bought for a ridiculously low price uh, and is living on it uh, in, uh, off the back of a 200-acre hazelwood um, that's just magical. And she has put planted beds and leveled places around just for, for it to be, uh, for her to live there. Like, you know, um, she built a little Bahan as well, but for her to live there in, in, in time and we're going to have a, a camping retreat, which we've never done before. We, we usually have a, a center down here that we use, but this is a little bit wilder out to go out into it and um, I should, the information's on, there's not much information about it because we are waiting to see what the different rules are at that, at that time, but we do feel that it's time to move on. Uh, we do feel that it's, that it's time to move on in some respects because people are, are ready for it, you know, and, and there's people who maybe have issue with that and that's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, that's, we're trying to, we're trying to balance all things, you know? Yeah. No, Sounds okay. amazing, yeah. yeah. Love to definitely do one of them at some stage myself. We'll definitely, we'll definitely be heading down to us at some point. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, like you were saying about the the Irish language. I was watching your documentary there a while back, the TG4. Mm. Yeah, um, and I was watching it with my girlfriend Eva. We were just watching on the laptop at home, and since then, since watching that, like watching because I think nearly everybody else was speaking English, and you were speaking Oscarga in the documentary, mm. and like. Whatever it was about watching that, I just said to her, why don't we, like, you know, I know you get people get inspired in the moment when they're watching it and stuff. Yeah. They're like, okay, from now on, we're only speaking, we're only speaking us again in the apartment and stuff, you know? But since watching that, January, she got in contact with her auntie, who is a gale goer up in Fulcara in Donegal, to actually ask what the best way, because I definitely have a basis of it of the language mm. but it's like what's the best way to start integrating it? and she gave us she's given us a few links to different things i said that to Cormac only this morning and him and his girlfriend had spoke mm. about doing it as well when they're going traveling in the van to just only speak osquerga mm. like you mm. said there is some sort of magic to it mm. like when you're speaking it like um i don't know it it feels right it just feels mm. kind of it feels like what you should be the way yeah. you should be speaking. Feel, yeah, for me i feel almost ashamed that i can't mm. speak yeah about yeah so it's yeah. like you go traveling and meet another country people from different countries and you can't even speak your own language and they speak three or four so it's definitely yeah. something that i'm gonna i said i'd do it a few times but i think this this year maybe i, I think it's i think like you have to go easy on yourself anyway that's the first thing like and fucking let go of that shame anyway that that has to go because yeah. that's going to be that's the overriding feeling that you associate with the language then so that yeah. that has to go there's a reason you're where you're at with it yeah. and that is fine and there's no shame in that whatsoever. Like I, I had that feeling myself of the shameful feeling of I had a fella in America talking to me in Irish. He was an American and I couldn't even answer. I'm like, oh God, shame. Like, yeah. but anyway, I, the things that you're interested in, TG Car is, is a wealth of fantastic programming. Uh, and the things that you're interested in, just put them on. Just watch, just even even have them in the background. Put on Radio Nagelt and have it in the background. The news is rubbish anyway in English. Just put it on in Irish. It doesn't sound nearly as bad. Uh, you, just if you just if you just have it, I think one of the things definitely is to is to is to watch programs you're interested in because you speak the language of the things that you're interested in, and they're just mm -hmm. topping you up, and and subconsciously it's going in. So there's no 
you're not sitting down to learn, you know, there's not, you're not engaging that part of your brain. It's just infusing itself into you. And if it's already in there, which it's in your lineage, so it is already in there, um, no matter how far back you go, it's in there. So it just have it, have it around you a little bit more, uh, have the radio on a little bit more. And then like short, short, like I can't speak to Siobhan. I can't articulate myself in Irish the same way as I can in English. Uh, because I'm not a, a, a kind or dukish, it's not my I didn't grow up with it, you know. I came to it at 23 or 4. Like now, it took me three days, three days for that splunk, like for that 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 switch where my brain kicked in and said, Oh wow, that's I can actually this will come out, it'll come out wrong, but I don't care, it's going to come out. That took three days from being embarrassed and struggling and not feeling good and not being able to say anything to all of a sudden waking up, having a dream in Irish, and then being able to have basic conversations mm. like that's a massive thing so start slow like try a conversation over a meal or something and have the dictionary and just be looking and be fisruck be fisruck be fisruck be fisruck be, be curious about the language you know mm. but start like simple and let it and let it build slowly um because that's you know you know yourselves like anything that you do like you're not you, you meet the fellas who are coming in pumping iron for for three weeks like in january and then they're gone in february and they're back on the lash like because it's just too much like you just need to it needs to be drip fed a little bit and and to not be in any way harden yourself on it like you know um and then find people find communities of learners uh they are there they're online unfortunately at the moment to make what you want of that um but they will be out soon again and there are people there are considerable groups in dublin the pop-up gaeltuck movement and things like that where people are gathering who aren't very capable of speaking it who don't have great command of it but they're they're doing it and they're amongst people who have a great command of it and who are only willing much like we said earlier when i had the moment on the cliff and much like you were talking about Darrell, when you found your gold they just want to share it that's all they want to do they just want to share it like there's no people think there's an arrogance sometimes or a, they look people irish speakers look down on english speakers and stuff it's I, I it's not just not it's just not my experience i don't know about other people but it's certainly not my experience since i've come down here the gratitude that the that the that the that the speakers of Irish down here show to you for trying to communicate them, however, in whatever tense you're trying to communicate them with, <laughs> however wrong it is, they're just so grateful. And I mean, Jesus, like that's lovely, you know. So it's yeah, it's fair play, and it's a it's a lovely thing to hear it, Daryl. It's a lovely thing to hear from the two E, but to look at the documentary and to say afterwards, if 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 I wanted anybody to take anything away from 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 any of those things, it's like that they would say, geez, maybe I can give that a go. Like, maybe it's not so hard after all, you know? Definitely. We just want to end with two quick questions. Um, yeah. What's your definition of success? I'd say not having a definition of success. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a definition of it. I mean, living living from my purpose like is is my life aim living authentically like authentically responding uh to the moment to be on the creative edge uh and authentically respond to that but i fail at that so often that i don't know <laughs> it's like i'm admitting to myself that i'm not a success or something in those terms you know um but i like the same as I was talking with the Irish free fellas, it's just like 
I am where I am. Like, you know, I, I live with a woman who is tremendously creative and who only wants ever to be on, is totally uncomfortable if she's not on the creative edge, actually. She just always wants to be on the creative edge of life and always responding and always playful and always looking for opportunities to do accents or make do a dance move or whatever it is, just yeah. always looking, you know? And I have, I have huge, huge admiration for that, but I, I feel like at times I, fa I fall tremendously short in it. Mm. So that's something I, I mean, I'm trying to invite in more and trying to be a little bit looser in and not be as judgmental and as hard on myself mm. about so in terms of success, it's it is to respond authentically to life um, and, and to, to, to live my purpose. But I don't know. My purpose maybe changes. I, I feel like I'm on it sometimes. And there's other times I'm like, you're 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 an imposter. Like, you know, you're a fake. This is not real. Or you're showing you're trying to show something that's not true, you know. So it's yeah, I find it very hard to to, to nail that one down. But for the moment, I feel that there's, yeah, it, it's reflected back to me maybe in my kids and it's reflected back to me by my community that look at, we're grateful for some of the things that you're doing and uh, and keep doing them. And and, and sometimes I, I'm just, I find myself trusting that in those moments of doubt, you know. I think that's a great definition. I think once you're true to yourself, living authentically to yourself, it's you're not going to regret decisions made from that mm. place. And you're gonna... Yeah, but Jesus, hard karma. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not that's saying I can do it. Saying, like Jesus, it's hard, but yeah, but it's it's a it's that's the aspiration or that's, that's the that's the journey itself, you know. Exactly, exactly. Now, there's just one last question, and that would be: Is there any particular piece of advice that you'd give to your younger self, your teenage self? I remember doing a practice with Soar. And I remember the two people who did it with me and I'll, I'll, I'll forever remember them because I had never done it before. I had never admitted this to myself, I suppose. And it was after a long journeying process of med uh, like kind of a meditation and visualization stuff that the guy Tom had run with us. And it involves meeting your younger self, uh, but you go on the physical experience, not the physical experience, but obviously, but like you, you visualize it very intently. And the piece of advice uh, that he had for me, that I had for him, and that he also had for me. Uh, both my 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 five or six year old self. Uh, he has some advice for you too, you know, and you also have some advice for him. But it was the same message for me. For some people, it's different, but for me, it was to not be so hard on myself. Uh, just to not be so hard on myself. Uh, I'd say it to my my younger self. Don't don't be so hard on yourself. I mean, when we play hurling down here. One of the things that I say to the lads so effortlessly because it makes so much sense to me in hurling and maybe not always in life is your body is learning. The muscles are learning you with your head and your social sense of yourself and who you are in the high street is not valuable here. Your body is at learning. Get out of the way. And the way you get out of your way is by not measuring and judging yourself. So when you make a mistake, allow your body to learn that mistake. The next time it comes, the body will respond differently because it didn't want to miss it the last time. Mm. But if you fill that void, that moment when you miss it with self-criticism and with judgment, you deny the channels flowing to learn the lesson. It's a real indictment in, in, in some respects of that, because what I'm saying essentially to you now is like, I, I am too hard on myself. I fill those moments and I fill those voids too often with a form of, with, with a, with a self-criticism 
um, that that you have to mask as self-aggrandizement or something else, you know, and that's non-authentic then. So that's it's um yeah it's 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 a, it's a it's a it's a big question like it's it's a big yeah. question um but it's certainly hurling has taught me yeah hurling continues uh to give like hurling teaches me that that's that's one of the ways where i see it very clearly i suppose is that once the event happens your your entity learns something but if you fill that with the same old voice the same old critic the same old that 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 fella who's in there who 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 hasn't hasn't healed or hasn't been healed or hasn't been recognized yet when you when you when you allow him to have his have his say all the time then you you deny yourself the the the, the great learnings you know so that's the yeah that's the unfolding journey at the moment uh, and that's the that's one of the purposes uh is to 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 root him out and to say thanks very much for everything you've done for me but i i i'm not going to go that way anymore you know Look, I'm glad i asked you that question you're <laughs> so going to take that on board never i never really thought of it that way mm. you know I actually did have a similar experience before going back to, my, I think it was in a visualization, going back to my younger self and it was exactly the same thing. Don't be too hard mm. on yourself. That's, don't be so hard on yourself. That's what I got. So that's why I was smiling when you said it. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's I still a struggle to do it though. Yeah. That's yeah. why I, I struggle with that a lot. That's why I'm going to try to take that on board because sometimes I'm thinking I need to, I need to criticize myself with that mm. to learn from the mistake. But mm. instead of just letting it flow, yeah. Yeah, recognizing the voice, like it's it's amazing when you look at now um, with uh, neuroplasticity and what they're discovering with neuroplasticity is that like that's like a little small that's a branch like a branch like a tree you know your brain is like a big tree and a little branch grows off and if it's if you fail at something and a bit of criticism comes in and that voice takes hold that branch kind of grows a bit stronger and every time every time every time that branch gets stronger and stronger so eventually the only way the energy will flow is down there whereas when you become conscious of that voice say oh there's that voice again right not today i'm going to just i'm going to i'm going to catch you and i might still go down it a little bit like but i'm catching them and i'm and observing them doing it then the branch begins to weaken bit by bit and eventually that branch breaks off and your your mind flows in a different direction. And that's mm. the that's the movement of the, the physical process in the brain mm. of that happening. So that's a that's a I think it's a good one to to be aware of, you know, uh, to catch that to catch that critic because it can be very destructive. Yeah, mm. Definitely, definitely. Well, thanks a million, Dermot, for coming on and chatting to us. I think there was so much in that for people to get from it. And I just wanted to say when I you are a very inspiring character for me because I think you resemble a lot of the good qualities mm. that I'd like to embody or that I strive to embody as an Irish man, as a as a son, as a brother, as hopefully a father someday as well, and as, as a sports person too. Um, I know we didn't really touch too much in the hurling, but I think you're a great example of that Irish warrior mm. mentality and you embody that and the protector of the land and all that. So just wanted to say that we really appreciate you coming on and chatting to us and what you're doing and Mm. Um, definitely love to come down and play a bit of hurling on the beach at some stage yeah yeah every sunday fellas depending on the low tide 
Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. But yeah, look at lads, you're doing. You know, it's your. That's that's all. I, I appreciate that, and I take it on board for sure. And the 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 critics does the the imposter steps up and says, "Hey, I'm on there now. You're fucking. You're not doing all that shit at all." Um, <laughs> but I I do feel like you're you're doing it. You know, you you've 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 had the circles. Like you're you're doing it. You've started something, and you're doing it. And I'm full of admiration for you for that, for taking that step, and for dreaming big that's a it's bold it's it's bold to dream big and i am and i sincerely am full of admiration for you for doing that and for for creating those spaces for fellas to come into uh even if you were dragged to it it doesn't matter you've been brought to it and uh and, and fair play to you uh and it's lovely to have daryl like that that lovely that fucking straight up honesty as well early just get that out like and it's it's only worth responding to then like you know you meet it in kind and other people will meet it in kind because they'll see it in you too so it's it was a pleasure to pleasure to chat to you lads um i sent on some pictures there last night it was very late when fucking it yeah. takes time now sometimes to show up some pictures on the youtube video when yeah I, yeah i sent on a couple of the the christening and just to give people an idea i suppose as to what uh mm. of what that looks like you know because it's nice to see it like yeah oh yeah the, the picture where you're there and the guy your your mate was up in the rock with the harp and all. That's, yeah, that's that's a man. He came the following day and played. He just sat up on the sand dunes and played the harp while we played hurling. And my two brothers were down, and there was three or four lads here who were good, and the standard was unbelievable. And to play a game of hurling to a harp was yeah. just. I don't know, like I don't know. It's a part of me would take it over Crow Park, like <laughs> a big part of me wouldn't. Because uh, yeah. I love that, I love that process too. But a harp going to a game of hurling, I was just like, "Wow, where are we? Or when are we? You know, when mm. are we?" Like it's just, it was lovely. It was lovely. So yeah, you're free to for sure. Um, set set. You can post those up, and it'll give people a a, yeah. a, a yeah. pictorial insight. Exactly. Yeah, we'll do that for YouTube for anyone watching. But um, yeah. All right, cool for that. Thanks again, David. Okay, fellas. We'll be chatting to you. All, All right. Best. Take care. Good morning.